I'm gonna talk special teams. Yeah. Corner play. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Cody. Yeah. Something. No, I'm 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 trying to think right now. I mean, I talked to you earlier about how the you know practice schedule, game planning. What's the kid? Uh, running backs, you know, kick returner. But I yep. can't really ask like gameplay shit. So it's like right. gameplay shit. It's like yeah. Uh, Shut up and sit down. And welcome to the week seven edition of the Black Swarm Podcast. Tank Piper here with Cody Duvall and a, our special guest, cornerbacks coach and special teams coordinator, Coach Jason Jarvis. How Hello. are we doing tonight? What's everybody? up, guys? What's going on? All right. Uh, let's, I guess, get right into it. Uh, you know, last week, Austintown Fitch, this week, Gateway from uh, Pennsylvania. They've actually played Penn Trafford, so we have a better idea of what they're going to look like more so than most out-of-state teams, which is really a rarity for us, I suppose. Um, do we want to start with last week, or do we want to get into what this week's fun's going to look like? Expressions don't help on audio <laughs> format, Cody. I mean, yeah, I guess we can touch on Fitch real quick. All right, let's go. Um, wow, Terrence Keys had a night, able to run the ball. I, our offensive line just moved guys out of the way all night. Um, able to throw when he wanted to. Thought the offense looked crisp. I thought the defense really stood their own, looked just fine. Uh, it was a good ball game all at all. Yeah, um, I guess my only real question is, how surprised were you guys that Fitch came out and played and stayed in a too high shell all night? I mean, just I remember them. They're like the king of cover three match. Mm-hmm. So to see them stay too high all night was really just a surprise to me. What do you guys think of that? Yeah, you know, I'm sure. I don't, you know, you got to take something away, and they obviously decided they were going to try to take away the pass by playing two high safeties and and so our offensive guys do a great job of just really taking what they give us and the two high safeties not in the box and they were 15 yards deep over top of the receivers and so we decided uh all right we'll just get the ball off to number six and, and let him do his work and 185 yards later and four touchdowns in the first half and you know that's kind of how that went so you know the offensive guys do a great job of of, of you know not forcing things you know, um, you know, not trying to force things in there that aren't there and creating problems for themselves. They do a great job of taking what the defense has given you, and uh, they're really efficient and they're prepared, and uh, the, the run was there, and so that's all she wrote. Yeah. Um, I guess for you guys defensively, um, especially you at the corners, you know, you look at the box score and you see, what, 7, 0, 21, 7, 13, 14. A few of those scores have come against our, you know, second string when we're just kind of playing off, letting them, right? Let, you know. Um, what's it been about this year and I guess last year's defense that we've just – how? We've become extremely stingy. You know, we've become that black swarm defense again. And I, we might have asked you last year, but what is it about us that we don't even into fourth quarter garbage time? We don't want to give up anything. I think it's just the expectation that we hold our kids to, you know, from the first team guys, you know, down through second team, third team, JV guys. You know, this is what we expect. And if you're on the field, this is how you play. And this is what we expect you to do. And so when those guys get on the field, you know they want to hold the candle. They want to they want to keep that defense, 
you know, locked down like the first, second group does. And so there's a lot of pride involved with those kids of not, you know, not letting that, that opponent, even if it's their first team offense still in the game, not letting those guys score, you know, not giving up points. And um, it's contagious. You know, the, the, the first group acts like, you know, acts that way. And so the second group acts that way. The third group of young guys act that way. And it kind of it kind of feeds off itself, breeds it. Yeah, I mean that's that's awesome. You know, see top down that you get that that black swarm mentality, that yep. mass and football mentality. Um, kind of playing off that a little bit. Fitch was the first time we've punted the ball since Warren. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which really just, I guess, speaks volumes to our offense that we can kind of move the ball at will, do whatever we want. Right. But it wasn't the first time we've had our punt team out since Warren. Against Penn Trafford, we had a fourth and two that we went for a fake punt. You know, we didn't get what we wanted, but whatever. Um, I remember sitting in the stands at the time that, like, I kind of felt like, oh, that's a bad call, field position, and all all things considered, like, what are we doing? Why don't we have our offense out there? Right. I'm not going to ask you guys about this. It's just, to me, it seemed like we wanted to get – a fake punt on film because I asked about earlier in the booster club, you said, you know, with our punter, you don't see that kind of leg in high school that much. Mm -hmm. So we figured to have a lot of punt returns set up on us. Mm -hmm. So just in my opinion, it looked like we wanted to get something on film. I don't know if that's what you guys wanted, but that's not my question. My question is how do you guys balance Having you know, putting something on film to maybe make a return team hesitant to want to set up a punt versus defend a fake, versus having something in your back pocket that you can pull out at any time to really get that conversion when you need it. <clears throat> Pretty good question there, Hank. <laughs> I try. Put me under the. Is it getting hot in here? Is it hot in here? <laughs> Anybody? No. <laughs> you know, there, there's, there's. First and foremost, you want to win the game that you're in, and that that would be, you know, um, the most important aspect of of running anything, and, and that's to to get the first down or to you know to to win that game, win that play, win that fourth down. But that's probably the most important. You know, you don't you don't put yourself in a situation where, you know, you want to run something, get it on film, that's going to cost you in the game that you are currently in. Um, so you know we don't we don't ever necessarily run stuff to to you know say oh just let's just get it on film you know because it could backfire on you during that game and, and cost you so you know that that's not really you know something that that is in the forefront of our minds when we run a fake punt or you know whatever we whatever we run um. But at the same time, you know, you do realize what you do put on film, if that makes any sense. Um, you are, you know, you are self-scouting. You're, you know, you are self-scouting. You know, you're trying to figure out what teams are going to do to you, certain situations, certain uh, alignments or, or, or returns or whatever. So, you, you know, you do got to take consideration those things, um, but it's not the driving factor or force behind giving it, making a call in a game. You know, you our job is to win that football game. Yeah. I mean, you do, I mean, 
you know, and I get what you're saying. Cook, yeah. yeah, I mean, you don't want to you don't want to put yourself on there. Well, let's get this on film, and you and end up you know mm. put yourself in a bad situation for that game. Yeah. Okay, but you know, but in, in the coach's office, yeah. in the coach's office, you know, things are always talked about. You know, that's why we're coaches. You know, that's why they, uh, you mm. know, that's why they trust us to to make the right calls and right decisions for, you know, this game, next game, and in, in two games from now. So you you know, you're always thinking, you're always analyzing things, and 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 anticipating things, and and you know, trying to do the best you can to put your kids in the in the right spot to to win that football game, win that play. Yeah. So I I guess my last uh, question for Fitch, um, it seemed like at least early we played a lot of single high cover three type looks against them. I don't know if we played that like later into the game. I kind of stopped paying attention to our coverage. I being a fat body, I like to pay attention to our, you know what the line's doing. Um, but it seemed like we played a lot more single high cover three type looks against Fitch early on. Is that like, uh, is that just a, you know, team situational, like, is it more team, situational, or just something we're trying to stress more with the system we got? No, I think it was more just, uh, you know, the, some of the formations they ran, some of the plays they ran out of those formations. And we thought that, um, you know, going some one high would be best against those formations, against those sets of plays. And, uh, you know, we worked all weekend on it and, uh, you know, implemented it in practice. And really liked it, and so we rolled with it. And on Friday, it's probably why you saw a little, some little one high um, to certain things um, that Fitch was doing. And uh, a lot of the times, you know, it's the offense that, you know, the formations or plays from those formations or personnel groups that dictate kind of us when we do that. And, and again, that's a lot of preparation. Um, during the weekends and, and and getting our kids in the right place to be successful. Yeah. Um, so I guess kind of moving away from Fitch, going into Gateway, you know, I think we've all heard at this point about their tailback, you know, name a top 25 school in the country he has an offer to. Right. Um, I guess with, you know, the defensive backs coach here, what's their quarterback look like? Um, if there's a guy you can kind of compare him to that we've seen already this year, and also how are their receivers um, out on the sides catching the ball? No, a quarterback – is a, is a good player. Um, he kind of reminds you a little bit of the Penn Trafford kid. He's a good runner, tough kid. You know, throws the ball pretty well. You know, runs the offense well. Um, seems to be a good leader on the field. Um, you know, for, as much as you can tell from film. Um, controls the offense. Um, so, a very good player. Um, the receivers are all good players. They're, they got some length to them. Um, a couple kids, 6'1". You know, 180 pounds, 175 pounds. They can they can run, go up, catch a ball. So it's good, definitely going to be a challenge for us on the back half of the defense to to keep those guys um, from making big plays, keep them in front of us. You know, don't let them get over the top of us. And uh, you know, tackle in space would be uh, of utmost importance. You know, we don't want to get those guys in space. Let them make moves. You know, make a guy miss here or there, and then all of a sudden they're out the gate, and and you and you're trying to catch them from behind. Um, so we don't want that to happen. Um, so we're going to make sure that, that we do a great job in our coverages, you know, and, uh, you know, good matchups against each other and, and, and not let the big play happen because they have big play capabilities. Um, 
you coach corners and special teams. Right. Um, so I don't know if you would necessarily know this more than, you know, anyone else in particular. Uh, do you know what the rest of their offense looks like? I know their line is a bit undersized. They like the base out of, uh, you know, three receivers, but with a wing back that he's he likes to pass catch a lot. Um, do they run, you know, like what do they like to do? Because it, it seems like you see a lot of these prototypical, like, outside zone teams have a smaller, undersized, athletic lineman. Um, but from the Pennsylvania teams we've played, it's smaller guys, but they like the inside zone. They like the, you know, the inside run kind of stuff. Like, what do these guys, what do they like to do? What's the bread and butter? What do we expect to see Friday night? They run a lot of screens. They run a lot of uh, um, like some vertical pass game stuff. Um, that there are you know they're a typical. They're, I don't want to say typical. Um, they're a spread offense, so they're going to see some of the things that that spread offenses do, which is the quick passes and the screens and the and the tag screens. I guess you call them. Um, they have a they have a good uh, tight end slash H back uh, number fifteen. Um, I think he, he's a, he has Division One offers. Um, really good sized kid. You know they try to get him the ball whenever possible. Um, you know um, through through you know drags and, and shallows and and uh, verticals out of the H back or, or wheel routes. Um, so they're I mean they're 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 a spread team. I mean they're going to get in gun. They're going to run some one back. They're going to get in some two back stuff. Um, you know and and. They're gonna try. They're gonna try to hit you in the big play, um, you know, and, and score quick. It's kind of been their 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 mo. Um, score from way out, and and they got the kids that can do it. Um, multiple kids that can do it. Yeah, uh, I mean, we seem like a team that doesn't allow that kind of you know score quick, score from way out type thing. Uh, and we saw Penn Trafford when they came here, like we were talking about off air, you know, they formationed us to death. They had yeah. like a, what, 20 play drive to start the game. It right. took 10 minutes off the game clock, yeah. like three, uh, five for five on third down. Do you think this is the kind of like that same kind of team? Or do you think that they're going to come out and try and do what they do, you know, more so and just pound the rock or throw the ball or whatever they want to do and just try and be them against us. I mean, that was an impressive drive from Penn Trafford. I mean, teams don't come out and go, you know, 18 play drives, 5-5 five five on third down against anybody, really. That, that was um, – they really they really executed on that drive. You know, they really, you know, made some plays when they had to make plays on third downs, on, on five third downs. Um, so, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that is a norm for anybody – you know, in, in football, to be able to do that at least consistently throughout a football game, and that that takes you know a lot of things to go right. The execution's got to be at a very very high level. Um, so I, you know, to, for even you know our offense to do that, that that's and that's a lot of plays, a lot of third down conversions for one drive. You know, five for five. So that that was that's you know that tip of the cap to Penn Trafford on their execution. Um, but that's not you know. Hopefully, nothing you know that, that's not commonplace to be able to do, to do that as offense. So you know, they, can they do it? Absolutely, they can. Um, but they have guys that make big plays. Um, you know, they make guys miss in the open field. They can catch, you know, catch some balls up up in the air. 
you know, go up and get it, you know, out jump you, out leap you. Um, so they have a little bit different, um, a little bit different style, I guess. Uh, they can they can hurt you in many different ways with many different players. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's popular. People are talking about well, Gateway lost to Trafford, oh, no, so there's absolutely stuff. no way that Gateway can you know no, play hold yeah. a candle to us or anything. But from what I understand, what I've read, I think that was Gateway's their quarterback second career start yeah, coming in and trying to play yeah. five interceptions or yeah. something. No, don't buy that stuff at all. I mean, it was that was a seven-seven ball game at the end of the third quarter. Um, then they unfortunately threw a couple interceptions yeah. uh, that hurt. I think one was for a touchdown. Um, and that and they kind of got away from it. Twenty-eight-seven. Don't I mean don't? Yeah, that score in that game is, is zero indication of how this game is going to play out. Right. You know, because we beat them and they beat them. You know, so then therefore we should. I mean, that that game was a totally separate game. He said they had some things go wrong. I mean, they the, the tailback hit a 75-yard run, I think, in the first quarter, you know, um, and their defense played really well. So we aren't looking at that at all. Right. And our kids know that, too. That, that you know, that's that was also, what, five weeks, four weeks ago, five weeks ago. Yeah. Um, they are a much, much better team than, than when they played Penn Trafford. Um, they're rolling right now. Um, but, the, no, that, yeah, that, that doesn't enter our minds. Um, as as a team or as a coaches, right? Good. No, that's that's kind of what I wanted to get at. It's like like we talked. No, about but here. you know, it, it is human nature to think, oh, we beat this team. You know, people, you know, it's just human nature. Sure, you beat this team, so we should kill this team. Uh, yeah, a lot of times that's not how it works out. You know, different matchups. You know, teams do get better. Mm-hmm. You know, throughout the year. You know, so that was a month ago. You know, so they've had four weeks of practice, four weeks of game film. You know, to. Um, and, and, and so they had some unlucky things happen through some interceptions and some turnovers. So, no, we're not looking at that as, you know, this happens or this happens. So, not at all. Yeah. I mean, you, you're not going to look at that, how, you know, this happened, this happened. Right. But it's still a nice, like, you have a common foe. You can see how Gateway played Penn Trafford and how we played Penn Trafford. And especially like in my mind, at least, how you can you can watch the battle in the trenches. You know, yeah. our offensive line versus their defensive line, our our D line versus their offensive line, and how Gateway played their lines. Um, is there anything you can glean from that? Like, oh no, there is some definite positives mm-hmm. you know, for them and for us. Yeah, you know, for both sides, and you have a common opponent like that. You know, you you know the team you played. You know. You know what they're like physically, and 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 you know speed and agility and strength, and and then you can watch those guys against you know the opponent that we're scouting now, at Gateway, and say, okay, you know this, 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 you know. So there definitely is some positives, you know, not outside of the final score, you know, because you know when you're watching film, you're not really worried about the final score, you know, you're watching individual things, you know, matchups, personnel wise. Um, so there definitely is some positives. Uh, for for them too, when they they see us play, they played Penn Trafford. We you know they see us on film. Okay, well, this is you know how Maslin matched up versus Penn Trafford. This is how we know we match up versus Penn Trafford. Mm-hmm. You know, so we can expect this. You know, so it's kind of the same deal for both of us. You know, having that common that common opponent we've both played already. You know, but you know, the, you know, you take it for what it is. Though also, you know, you don't, you know, the score thing. You know, it is human nature to look at that score, but. You know, 
there's there's definitely more positives inside the game, you know, that you can take from it than than just the overall result. Yeah, um, I think it was last year uh, about the New Jersey team that Coach Moore said something to the effect of like, "There's some regional things as far as like trends in football go," mm-hmm. and it seems like you know. Gateway, Penn Trafford, and then Sun Valley last year, they like a lot of that, uh, you know, three, four quarters type defense. Mm-hmm. And how we play almost a flavor of the week type defense to take away explicitly what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, is is there anything you can glean? Like, you know, are they going to come out and try and play us like what they do versus, you know, come out and play something you know maybe in their system but not a base call like that happens more on the other side of the ball yeah you know offenses kind of are what they are mm-hmm. you know maybe they have a little couple wrinkles you know new formations or something like that but for the most part you know you you kind of are what you are offensively you know what i mean you to install an offense takes time and they're not going to change their offense completely in a week just to try to you know out scheme you and that wouldn't be very smart because you know but the other side of the ball defenses i know our offense has seen some uh some definitely some different looks uh, from defenses than what they expected to have and um you know they've done a great job of adjusting in game you know first second quarter or even at halftime to those you know different looks that defense is giving them so very rarely does do they see what they anticipate seeing you know whether whether it be a defense that runs something you know in the previous three games on film and they come out and all of a sudden they're like okay they're in you know four-man front instead of a three-man front you know so there is different and they prep for that all week too you mm-hmm. know it's, it's not like oh my gosh it's a total surprise so they do prep for different things four-man front three-man front five-man front against certain formations. So they do do that. Um, but you'll see most of that on the defense side. Um, you'll see wrinkles on the offensive side. You know, maybe a formation they liked against us, and they'll come out and maybe haven't shown it as much um, and kind of be a big part of their game plan. Um, but you see it a lot more on, on the defensive side than you do on the, on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, um, I guess getting into it a little more, um, you see kind of not – one-off stuff, but more like stuff you don't see very often, say empty quads, bunch-type deals. And on defensively, you know, you think you have there's like one, maybe two checks to that every game that you just carry in with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talk about just making defensive adjustments, you know. Uh, I think especially in the Hoban game last year, we – we talked about in Booster Club meeting afterwards about how they came out in that empty trips, double tight to the opposite side formation that kind of hurt us a little bit first half, and we made adjustments to it the second half and kind of shut it down. Um, how do you, I, I guess, manage like seeing these not, you know, not one-off type formations, but like these kind of Gimmick type stuff, yeah. Well, you know, gimmick really- type stuff versus when something that they can run more than a few things out of. Well, 
gimmick, I, I guess, you know, you've seen a lot of I mean, we've seen a lot of offense, you know, from week to week, you know, over the past so since this defensive staff has been together, you know, three four years, you know, we've played a lot of football games, we've seen a lot of different offenses, you know, there's not a whole lot that the, that the staff hasn't seen, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and. Um, there's only you know there's not an inf- you know there's a lot of formations you can use but you know it's not an infinite number you know I mean sound football is sound football you know you can get in some of that that gimmick stuff like the Penn Trafford team the quads was part of their offense that wasn't a gimmick you know what I mean their quad stuff their empty stuff and that was who they are you know as an offense that wasn't I mean they 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 didn't run a formation that we didn't prepare for. Now preparing for it was difficult, but we, we ran. They ran what we thought they were going to run. Um, wasn't many gimmick stuff. Um, so you know, gimmick stuff. I get you a play or two. You know, I might get you a first down here or maybe a big play here. Um, but gimmick stuff doesn't sustain for four quarters. I mean, eventually you can go back to you know what you've been practicing since June. You know, that's the stuff you're good at. So you know, gimmick stuff is gimmick stuff. You know. If if somebody like like last year versus Montclair, they were lined up in that uh, that really odd formation where they had you know three linemen and the one hash, three linemen on the other numbers, and they you know that was great for you know four or five plays in a row where they kind of got some yards on us, um, but that that wouldn't sustain a, an entire game. You know we just weathered the storm, made some adjustments, and you know they got a couple first downs out of it, and and then that was it. So you know. You know, you can you can get it. Like I said, you get a first down, but you know, it's not sustained for four quarters. Yeah, uh, me and Rob have had many a discussion on that. Like especially the swinging gate, mother goose, whatever, whatever you want to call it, right? Polecat, yeah. polecat, whatever, yeah, yeah, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. You know, like we say, you die by, you live and die by having a minus one to out wide, make them throw the ball, and hope you can, you know, make a play. Yeah, I mean. You, and, and and you know we've obviously done we've obviously done stuff in the summer and, and even in the fall camp here where you know we're prepared for a lot of different things and we do have some checks we do have some base stuff that we do against those things and if it becomes if if a gimmick becomes a game plan for the opposing team then we can you know we can get in there and get it, get it adjusted and get guys in the right in the right spot and right coverage and right front and um, but like I said, usually on offense when you're preparing. Um, teams run what they run, you know, um, for the most part. When it comes down to it, they're not going to get gimmicky on you. Yeah. You know. Um, I guess kind of off that, how much, like, during your halftime adjustments, is it adjusting to what they're doing versus adjusting to what you think they might be doing to what you're doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I get you. Um, there's always some, like I said, there's a little bit of both, you know, um, especially if, if, if you know that there's more stuff that they have and obviously you get that through scouting and, and preparation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you try to answer their answer, you know, and prep those kids for it. Um, but you also got to take care of what they're doing currently, you know, make sure we're solid with what they show in the first half. 
you know, make sure your kids know the checks if something's different, if we've got to do something up front or in the defensive backfield. Make sure everybody's on the same page. You know, if we do change a coverage or change a front, that everybody's on board and knows what's going on. Because, it, it, you know, if, even if we're in the, the wrong coverage for that formation, mm-hmm. but if we're still in the same coverage, we'll still be okay. Problems occur when, you know, safety's playing one coverage and the corner's playing another coverage, and then you get a guy's wide open. So even if it's not the right check, you know, to a formation, as long as all four guys back there, or five guys, if you want to count the, you know, any of the linebackers, are, 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 are running the same coverage, you know, you'll be okay. You know, and we tell that you know a lot to our kids. You know, if 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 you mess something up, make sure everybody's on the same page, even if it's wrong, and you know it's wrong. Okay, get get all you know all the guys on the same page, and that way, you know whatever they run will still be okay. You know, might not be the best, mm-hmm. but there's not gonna be anybody wide open. Hopefully, yeah, right. Um, the problem is when when you're playing something and that guy's playing something else, and you're playing something. And you thought he checked that, he didn't check it. Now all of a sudden, you know, you get two guys covering one guy and the other guy's wide open on the post. So you know, we we talk to our kids a lot about that throughout the, you know, throughout the summer and throughout the week. Yeah, like if you're say if you have a check to a formation for cover four, and the Sam wants to check to cover three, you know, you want everybody, you want to make sure that Sam just knows it's. Everybody else is playing cover four, like right. that kind of thing, right? Yep. Yeah. Safeties make all checks. Yeah. Sam better not be talking at all or else he's going <laughs> to have some issues. <laughs> Safeties make all checks. So those guys are the quarterbacks back there, and they make sure everybody's on the same page. Yeah. So it's just making sure everybody's on the same page, that yep. everybody's playing what. If you're going to be wrong, be wrong together yep. type deal. Got it. Yep. Now, hopefully we're not wrong. Yeah. You know, but stuff does happen, obviously. But, yeah. This is you high know. school ball. Right. Stuff happens. Right. And you're going to get... Same page. Yep. Same page. We'll be fine. We'll line up play good. Everybody, if you're going to be wrong, be wrong violently. If everybody's going to be wrong, be wrong together. Yep. Yep. Um, I guess, you know, also with you being the special team coordinator, um, I can't imagine that, you know, their best athlete, the one that, you know, offers all over the country, I'm sure he's out there returning punts or kicks or something. What exactly is it that he does? How do they like to, you know, get him the ball and... Kind of what's their game plan using him in special teams? Well, I, actually, we haven't seen him get the ball a lot. Everybody we've seen uh, on film has a kick to him. They've they've <laughs> they've squibbed or or they've pooch kicked or they just flat out kicked an onside kick. So um, he's back there, um, but, but uh, we don't have very much film on on their actual. I think there's maybe one uh, out of the games we have where it's an actual return, mm-hmm. um, and they didn't kick it to him. They kicked it deep to the other side. So, you know, with I think he did pick up a squib. That's on mm-hmm. kickoff, right? Yes. Okay. They're, they're, yeah. No, their kickoff return. Our kickoff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Their return. Um, so, so teams don't kick him the ball. Penn Trafford literally pooched every kick. Um, and every other team they played, same thing. They squibbed. And he got a squib um, that kind of got to him. as probably by accident. Um, the kicker just hit it on the ground, and it rolled all the way back there. He picked it up, and then he brought it back for like 30 or 40 yards. Um so there's not a lot of film on him catching the ball and returning. Um, so, you know, teams won't they, – they just won't – just like with us, they won't kick to Jaden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same type of deal. We see how many squibs we've seen and, and pooch kicks and, and kick it to the 30 and, and so forth. And that's what teams are doing to them. So 
in terms of them of us actually kicking the ball deep and, and seeing what they do, I think there's one I think there's a one clip, maybe two. Mm-hmm. You know, where we have a good idea of how their return works and, and where they're trying to hit the hole and um there's not a, there's, there's not a lot of information to that. So um he's definitely a good player. Uh, obviously every every school literally every school um you know on the east side of Mississippi has offered this kid. Um all the SEC schools, I mean everybody. Um, Oklahoma, LSU, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, um, Michigan, Michigan State, I mean, you name Penn State, you name it, they've offered. Um, so, obviously, he's he's a really good player. He's really talented. Um, and teams won't kick to him. So, there's not a lot of no. good film. So, right. he's he's not bad. He's a good player. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's a um, good player. Now, how much do you gleam from, like, when other teams don't kick to him and you see how their kickoff return reacts? How much can you glean from that? And if, like, you know, they try and set up any kind of return, or is it just like, hey, go try and make a play? Yeah, kid but first of all, you get the ball. You know, that's that's rule one. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody squibs or pooches it, or that ball's rolling around on the ground. Number one thing we got to do is get on the ball. You know, um, at that point in time, really the return becomes secondary. Yeah. You know, so they squib that ball, the ball's rolling around, you know, out towards the hash. Number one job for those guys is to get on the football. If they got to cover it up, cover it up. You know, if they got a fair catch, a little pooch pop up kick, fair catch it. Um, that's the number one job for those guys. You know, return is, is secondary at that point. Get on the football. You know, now if a team kicks the ball deep, you know, then you can set up a return and, and let's go. Um, but but you know, if that balls, you know, my my dad always told me it's an odd shaped ball it takes odd shaped bounces. You know, so you can never trust the bounce of a football. Um, so we don't take it for granted that the ball is going to take a good hop. You know, get on the football. If you got to get on the ground covered up, do so. You know, let's get the ball to our offense. You know, and and not turn that ball over on special teams. And then I guess going into punting, also um, more punt block, punt return. What do they like to do? Certain scenarios for either. Yeah, they, they like to come after it. Okay. Yeah, they put that number eight on the edge, and and they'll, they'll just bring him. You know, so they'll come after our punts. We anticipate them to turn on the block. I do have some safes in there, too, where they'll get everybody up and show a block and then not come. So they do multiple different things. They have a good, they have a good returner back there, catches the ball really well, and plays corner uh, and wide receiver for them as well, number three. Um, he's a very good um, – he has very good hands. Um, he's good at judging the ball in the air. Um, but they will come after us. And, and there's no – I mean, they'll line up, te- you know, 10 men up there. And say, here we come. You know, you got to block us. Um, so it's going to be definitely a challenge for our, our punt team to get those guys blocked to get that ball off. We normally exchange, what, three weeks of game film? Usually, yes. Uh, and with that, we haven't really shown a normal punt besides one yeah. against Fitch in those three weeks, correct? Right. Um, so how do you try to game plan, like, like we talked about earlier in the year, you know, yeah. with the leg that our punter has, right. expecting to see a lot of returns yeah. versus not really putting any kind of punts on film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And do, do you expect to see that kind of, you know, come after it against the punt, or yeah. do you think they're going to try and set up a return? Yeah, there's so many different punt formations. Um, you know, we don't have – there's not really film on somebody that runs our punt against them. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of try to piece together things. You know what I mean? Okay, this side of the line up to this. You know, I'm guessing this guy's got gap responsibilities. This guy maybe has man-to-man responsibilities. 
And so you always try to kind of piece it together. Um, obviously, the best look is when you find a, a punt team on film that runs your punt, and you go, okay, you know, here it is. You know, it's great, but a lot of times it doesn't yeah. happen like that. Um, so you just kind of piece it together and, you know, go from your experience of, you know, how you think they're going to align. Um, so that's basically what we did all week because it wasn't really a ton of film of, you know, punts similar to us. I mean, punt is punt. You know what I mean? There's only there's, yeah. there's a certain amount of things you can do, but, but you know, everybody kind of is different. Um, so you just got to kind of piece it together, you know, look at their block, look at their schemes, their return schemes, and, and, and try to morph it into how they would line up to you. And that's kind of that's how you put together, you know, some kind of a game plan. It doesn't always. Sometimes it might come out in something different. You That's something you got to adjust on the fly too. You yeah. know, there's a lot of communication between, and we have stuff in place where you know, if this happens, this happens. You know, there's stuff in there that we do all week and we mm-hmm. practice. You know, say okay, they line up like this, but it's very easy for them to just go, okay, you you do this, and and, and those things all work itself out in practice. Um, and again, we've seen a lot of different stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's not a, th- a thousand ways you can line up to, you know, that point. You kind of, you know, you have to be kind of certain places. Yeah. You know, for a fake, you know, that you might ran mm-hmm. or you might run in the future. So there's certain things that they've got to make sure that they cover too, you know. Um, so you can kind of put that, you know, in place as well and you're kind of creating how they're going to line up to, to our punt. Gotcha. Or um, a punt. Yeah. Like we were kind of talking about off air, and that just kind of respurred the uh, the thought. Um, you know, punt and special teams in general is a lot like run blocking. You know, you have when you're when you're when you're blocking power, you're not say kicking out the five tech, you're kicking out the enemy on the line of scrimmage. Mm. You're not double teaming to the Sam linebacker. You're double teaming to the backside. You know, mm-hmm. middle to backside linebacker. Mm-hmm. How ad- on the fly adjustable is our special team, like punt and just kind of special teams rules in general to stuff we might see versus what we think we'll definitely see mm-hmm. versus what we actually see? Punt's probably the most flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, one, it's the most probably one of the most important plays. I mean, I get the ball off and. I saw a stat somewhere one time where it says if somebody blocks a punt, like you win, you win a certain amount of percentage of the time. I forget what it was. Um, I want to say it's like eighty. Like you block a punt eighty percent of the time, you win. I think it's something like that. Um, so obviously, punt is the most flexible in terms of preparing for somebody else that you're not really ready for or something that they've shown that they haven't shown. Um, you know, the other the other things, kickoff return, kickoff is is pretty flexible as well. You know, a lot of times when when you know you know kickoff return, not as much. Um, you know, like I said, number one goal of kickoff return is to secure the football. Um, so there is some flexibility. You know, and Coach Moore does a great job of giving us you know plenty of time during the, during the week to practice special teams. You know, a lot of times those get that get put puts on the or gets put on the back burner, and just kind of just kind of go over it. You know, but we I mean, we get after it, and we practice it, and we watch film on it. You know, and Coach Moore's always done a good job of giving us time to, you know, to make sure our kids are prepared and ready to go on Friday night. All right, yeah. So, 
I guess just kind of finishing up here. I forget our edit point to where we last left off. So there's not going to be any kind of smooth transition. <laughs> so uh, I get at the end of the podcast here, um, you know, follow us again. Instagram, I promise we'll use it at some point, maybe at, at sometime. We have an Instagram and our Twitter, which we actually do use, um, at Black Swarm Pod, our uh, Facebook and uh, SoundCloud and iTunes, the Black Swarm Podcast, uh, our Gmail, which we actually got one last week, and we do still have the Black Swarm Podcast at gmail.com. You know, feel free to contact us on any of that. Follow us, subscribe, all that stuff. Um, we have a there's the Mass and McKinley food drive, which has been brought up in the uh, at the Boots Club meetings. You know, we're actually really behind on that. You know, donate uh, canned goods, all that stuff. Uh, you donate a dollar that's worth seven, seven pounds. pounds worth of canned goods. Now, I will say something when Maslin wins that stuff. You know, during TV timeout, whatever, and we're we're kind of staying on the sidelines there. And they bring the, the the people out in the field, and you know they announce Masson as the winner, and the crowd go cr- goes crazy. Um, you know, um, people I mean, the, the people know that they, they see that the kids see that. You know, we see that. You know, it just kind of adds a little juice, uh, whether you believe that or not, uh, to it to our kids when when, when you know Masson comes together. You know, anytime we beat McKinley, anything is great. So you know, get that get those canned food, you get that drive going. You know, turn in your canned foods or, or money or whatever they want to donate. Yep. Um, but that definitely, um, you know, amps, uh, amps it up a little bit, and, and um, we notice. Yeah, I guess one last thing. Um, I know the beginning of the week, uh, the Gateway Booster Club came out and said, you know, they weren't going to have enough people to fill a bus to bring uh, parents to the game this week. Um, I know Maslin stepped in really, really quick. I think we raised over $500 in less than a half an hour. Um, to get that bus filled and to make sure that those parents are going to be there. So I think it's awesome. Um, Maslin, you know, I, we started it with Penn Trafford. Um, everything I saw from them on social media and things online, they talked about how, you know, hospitable we were and how nice it was to come here and how great the fans were. So let's keep it going. Um, let's just show them that we are Maslin, show them what we're about and make sure they enjoy their stay here. Yeah, we have an out-of-town team, out-of-state team yep. coming in to see what, Masson football is all about to see what Paul Brown Tiger Stadium on Friday night is all about. So if we can get everybody into the stands, pack that stuff up, and have it filled, loud, roll, be loud, loud at 7:30 p.m. Friday night. So Gateway can see what we're all about, and so our kids can just feel that energy. Make no mistake, this is not. You know, just another out-of-state team. This is a good football team coming into Paul Brown on Friday. I know our kids want us behind them, so let's get behind them and let's go win this thing. Not that we can leave it off right here because my uh, my co-host can't follow it up. We have a, a follow-up question for Coach Jarvis here. Pop-Tart, is it a ravioli? Wait a minute. What? Pop-Tart. Is it a ravioli? Thank you for listening to our last few episodes. We appreciated it so much because we've had that on there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is a Pop-Tart a ravioli? 
I guess you look at the definition of ravioli. What is the definition of ravioli? That's I mean, a, the, the, it's something it. with stuff inside? Yeah. yeah. It's pretty much up to you. I mean, Trox thought it was like something. Well, I mean, so you could also say then, is double crust a ravioli? I had that argument last week. Thanks. Right? When you do, do I didn't listen. <laughs> you had the argument last week, so you could say, "Yeah." So is burrito a ravioli? Again, it's all up to the I, guy defining. You know it. what I mean? I'd say absolutely I, I, not. I think for trucks, if it wasn't absolutely not, zero percent right. chance. No, I'm, I'm this. I'm drawing a line here. I think with trucks, he said if it wasn't Chef Boyardee, it wasn't ravioli. No, no right. The way he broke that down. He said meat. Yeah. No. His definition of meat. Meat. Yeah, but. Meat, yeah, but yeah. a burrito, you can put some chicken in there. That's yeah. meat, yeah. right? Yeah. Or you, you put steak in there. That's meat. Yeah. That's not a ravioli. Correct. Right. No. Well, is that, well, you know. All right. So I think, your definition well, of ravioli is meat or not? No, I think Troxler is wrong. His definition is wrong. So what's your definition of a ravioli? Good question. <laughs> 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 I guess <laughs> Chef Boyardee. I mean, I don't know. Chef Boyardee. Yeah. Right. A noodle. A noodle. Okay. I mean, it's a form of a noodle. I mean, all that no, stuff. No, no, I mean, no, it's, it's a noodle. Yeah. Wrapped. I like that. And that's what it is. What all Italian basically food is is just a noodle, different shapes, sizes. Yes. It's a noodle. Yeah. Two noodles put together and pressed on the outside. Okay. To create a pocket a pocket gotcha that has meat in it meat so no cheese ravioli that's not a thing well no i guess you could go cheese ravioli yeah right okay but i think the noodle is the big is the big thing so the noodle is the yeah i think it's got to be a noodle all right because a burrito you know a burrito is not a a noodle it's a tortilla double crust pizza isn't a noodle i mean it's pizza pizza crust you're very right I think the noodles. I think the noodles. I'm going with noodle. It's so got to be a noodle. So you're going okay. with the noodle. Got to be a noodle. If it's not a noodle, it's not ravioli. Honestly. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that does make I, sense. While I enjoy being just the contrarian voice on anything, I, you hit my definition on the head. The noodle. Yeah. Yeah. Got to be an yeah. case noodle. Truck says if, it's, if there's meat inside. Yeah. Oh, that could be well, anything. I mean, we did catch him off guard with that. But, but it could yeah. be anything. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because he didn't have an answer for cheese ravioli. You so. put two. Oh, that threw him off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Threw him off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. He was from the South. So, yeah, you that's know. what he said, too, is they don't have that down in no, the South. No, I don't have. Yeah. He probably didn't know what he knew what a ravioli was. Did he know what it was? <laughs> he, knew what, he knows what Chef Boyardee is. Oh. Yeah. He's just eat hot dogs down there. <laughs> I didn't know they had that kind of food down South. So, noodle encrusted. It's got to be a noodle. Sealed, filled. Yes. Right? right. Okay. You can fill it with whatever you want, I guess, right? Put chicken in there. Yeah. 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 Cheese, chicken, yep. meat. Yep. Sausage. Yeah. I like it. Anything. I'm a big fan. Without the noodle, though, it's not ravioli. You know, I'm looking for, like, again, just any contrarian point. Yeah. But you got me. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's my argument. Yeah. Last year I died. Smarter than, I'm smarter than I look. <laughs> Not very. <laughs> Tell my wife that. <laughs> no, 
next year. Next year. Boy, next time you see, next time you see Ashley, be like, you know what, Jay, your husband is a pretty smart guy. Yeah. I, I She'll enjoy it. She'll enjoy it. Yep. <laughs> Got it. She's like, my husband, Jason, he's smart. Fooled me. Well, I got her to marry me. Yeah, yeah. well, there's that. That's, so yeah. I got to be somewhat smart, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take that. You got it. Yep. All right. I would have close it up. So, pasta encased, some type of filling. Yep. Does it need a sauce? Nope. If you get the noodle, you're good. No sauce. Okay. Just noodle. Yeah. All right. Noodle, you're good. Because you've had noodles, like, Is without red sauce. wonton or ravioli? Oh, jeez, Hank. It's not a noodle. That's a noodle. It is a, technically a noodle, isn't it? it a is wonton? A yes. Isn't it? It is a noodle. That's a noodle. It's a noodle encased, closed off, filling. It's in a he's, soup. He's got a point. What does wonton mean? Do you want the def? Does it? Does wonton mean ravioli in, 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 in Chinese or no? It, it, it can because I don't know where I need to sit on this side of the argument because I just came up with this one. So it's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll check the definition of that. It'd be crazy if it meant ravioli, wouldn't it? That would be. Cody? Uh, I got nothing. No. Uh-huh. All I have here is a wonton is a square dough. Dough. So. It's a dough. But oh, it's it is dough. A noodle type yeah. Double, dough. Stu- double crust well, pizza is well, a dough. Well, he oh, said dough. Is. It did say dough. It didn't say noodle. So, no. Uh, uh, uh. Uh-uh. All right. Definition. The the definition was, right, noodle. Noodle. In case you just said You just said wonton was a? Dough. Thank you. Now. Not not ravioli. Now, here's my question. What is, what would you define as a noodle? Because wonton, you traditionally think in a soup. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think of in a soup in general? Noodle. Well, there's chicken noodle soup. It's just... Yeah, exactly. But right. outside of chicken noodle, lots of soups don't have noodles. Yeah. No, but... Chili. Chili. Vegetable. Chili. Vegetable soup doesn't have noodles, Hank. Mm-mm. That's true, but... Tomato. Tomato soup doesn't have any noodles in it. <laughs> That's true, but the main, like... Thing, and chicken noodle soup is noodles, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Yes, agreed. Yeah. The noodle. Noodles. Yes. Yeah. Big, it's a big part of chicken noodle soup. Yeah. 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 It is in the name. Right. It Chicken's pretty good name. too. So you need chicken. Yeah. And you need noodle. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else is optional. Well, the soup. Is so, some kind of broth. Some kind of broth. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Okay. Yeah. Kind of okay, I'll give that to you. Yeah. Well, it's soup. Yes. Chicken noodle soup. The broth makes it the soup. Correct. Beyond that, it's a, more of a casserole, I think. Good point. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely some casseroles with noodles in it. Yeah. So Hamburger you, helper style. So if you strain a chicken noodle soup, it is then a casserole. When's the last time you had chicken noodle, uh, ham, hamburger helper? Oh, hamburger helper. Oh, boy. You know what? I miss, I haven't had hamburger helper in like it's years. A long, long time. But I remember eating that stuff like all the time when we were younger, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm a little bit older than you guys, but. Yeah. Like thinking about like you just that, had like hamburger helper. Yeah, high school, young college age. Oh, it's great. Oh my god, it's fantastic. Yeah. Throwing me back. Like where's that gone? You know what I mean? Where's hamburger helper gone? Is it still there? I remember seeing commercials for like hamburger helper with the glove, like you know, yeah. Help cook. Mm-hmm. 
Where's that been? I don't know. He needs to come back. I don't know. You know, it doesn't even need to come back. I just, we need to buy it. I bet you they got some cool, like, cool new stuff, too, you know? Now, this is a non-sponsored advertisement right now for Hamburger Helper. Yeah. Unless they want to make it non- We need to buy Cheeseburger Assistant. (laughs) Right. I mean, you're right. Yeah. You know, the non- I mean, they have some chicken stuff out now. Oh. A little spice, a little Cajun chicken. Mm, Okay, there we go. Hamburger Helper. Yeah. You know, maybe they've gone a different direction with that. I don't know. I mean, it's I don't know. tremendous right now. I'm hungry, too. Oh, God. We've gotten very far off track and, mm-hmm. frankly, making me very hungry. I guess with that. So, 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 so Pop-Tart is not a ravioli because it's not a noodle. That was the original question. Circling. There we go. Come all the way back. Circling all the way back. Bring around. it together. Yes. Pop-Tart is not a noodle. Because a pop tart is not ravioli because it's not a noodle. Yeah. Bang. Done. Um, Done. Now here's my just quick question. Oh gosh. <laughs> the difference between noodle dough, pop tart dough, is sugar and only sugar. Well, how many different noodles are there? Egg noodles. Oh, we're going down that. That's a I long mean, rabbit hole. You know. Yeah. Well, what are the what, 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 what are the most common? Egg noodles is probably the most common, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. I also think of, you know spaghetti, like fat, you know. Lasagna noodles. Lasagna, yes, lasagna noodles. And, I'd say sugar. That's it. Yeah. And all of these things yeah. don't have sugar. Yeah. Pop tart dough has sugar. But uh, I think you, I think the dough is the key word. Yes. You didn't say noodle. But you make noodles well, out no, of dough. The difference between Pop Tart dough and noodle noodles dough is sugar. Is sugar. Right? Are you sure about that? I don't know. I have no idea. Ask the resident Italian on the podcast, Hank. Is that the difference? That's what I'm putting my difference on. <laughs> is that. Do you, do you have any idea? I don't know. I have no clue. Uh, that's, I, I don't know. Knows. I don't know the answer. Get a hold of the Black Swarm podcast on social media. Let head. us know. That's the answer. Like the difference between ravioli and pop tart is sugar. No filling. No, because the because the sugar brings it from a noodle to a pastry dough. Yeah, you're you're getting out of my league now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not that smart. <laughs> Maybe the wife was right. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's still the wife. Yeah. Well, there you go. Love you, honey. <laughs> All right. After we've gone down that rabbit hole for. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the longest you ever spent talking about Pop Tart versus Ravioli? That's the longest I've spent talking about pastries and noodles. Yes. Yeah, great. That was my goal. Yeah. There we go. All right. Go, Tigers. <laughs> Be Gateway. Be Gateway. <laughs>
missing from me, from me Life's gotta always be messing with me 